0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sarah Has Things to Say podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McCallion, and welcome to episode three. So today's episode is going to be the theme of turning pain into purpose. As most of you guys know, if you've been following me for a little while or you've started listening to my podcast, I am a single mom of two boys, and this journey has not been an easy one, but it's one that I feel other people can relate to and have probably been through similar things. For me, it's truly a journey of turning my pain into purpose and creating a life for myself, of meaning and intention and being the person who's more able to raise my boys in a way that I feel is healthy and safe and making sure that they have a home that they can come to that they feel is a safe place. So this story sort of starts about three or four years ago. It was 2020 when I experienced my first year of being alone with my boys. And essentially, instead of going into the whole downfall of the relationship or how the relationship ended or what happened during the relationship, This podcast in particular is going to be more specifically on what happened after the relationship ended, how I managed to get through this time when I was used to having a partner in the home with me and what I did exactly to overcome this significant loss in my life. The main theme of it could possibly be grief. I experienced a lot of grief during this time, but essentially I just want to bring this story here because I know since talking a little bit on my Instagram about being a single mom, I've had so many women come forward and just be like, Sarah, thank you so much for talking about this. Sarah, I can see that you're trying really hard to do well in your life, even though you've become a single mom. Sarah, what can I do? How can I learn from you? What can you teach me about being a single mom and how can I get better in my life? And so I realized that this topic has a place and it has a purpose, In my life, for sure. So today's gonna start a little bit. I'm gonna bring you guys back to the time when my partner and I first separated. So my children's father. So together, him and I had two boys. Right now, they're ages six and four. But when we separated, they were just three and one. So my youngest son was like nearly one years old. He was very young. So in the beginning, it was just me and my boys. My children's father wasn't involved at that time. That he had a lot going on, and so there were some some significant issues that made it difficult for him to be present in the relationship at that time. So I was living alone in a condo um, by myself with my two boys and the first part about the story is just essentially how dramatic the shift was from being in a home where I had a partner, where there was a dual income home to now a single home, single income, just myself, uh, me worrying about being the dad, being the mom, taking on the responsibilities of dad and mom all in one. I can tell you that this time for me, it was one of the most challenging things I've ever been through in my entire life. In another podcast, actually in episode four, I'm going to bring to you a little bit about what postpartum depression is like because I had experienced that and I thought when I was going through that, that that was the most difficult thing I'd ever gone through. But then when we separated and I started becoming a parent on my own, I had no idea what was to come. I'm going to give you a little bit of insight into what my life looked like so at the time when we separated I was back to work I was nursing in a youth um, justice facility so it's a facility where youth go where they have mental health issues but have also been in in trouble with the law so very stressful environment like I talked about before it's uh, mental health and um, primarily in the youth sector so super stressful super intense work that requires a lot of attention so I was working there at the time and it was the first time that I ever had to put my children into daycare and babysitting and things like that so when I went back to work I had my ex and I we had a situation sort of set up where when I was at work he was watching the kids when he was at work I was watching the kids we both worked shift work so it worked for us but when I became a single mom it was then just me and I had to work so I was in a position where I needed my income more than ever. So I had to get my children into daycare immediately. That was a process because it's, as many of you know, finding the right daycare for your children, trusting people and letting people take care of your kids is incredibly challenging. So for me, I found that to be really hard, picking people. So basically when I first started going back to work after we separated, I would draw my kids off to their babysitter who was lovely, like this amazing woman that I found in the area to watch them in her home, I would cry. The second I dropped them off, I would drive to work. I was hysterical. I would cry hysterically for the 20-minute drive to work and then get to work, put my makeup on, get in the bathroom, get myself together, and then just start my shift. And my work distracted me from so much of that pain that I was experiencing at that time. So every day for about six months, it was the same routine. It was waking up at almost 5 a.m., getting my kids to daycare for just before 7 a.m. because my shift started at 7. So my kids were up early. I was up early. And then- dropping them off, experiencing my emotional roller coaster of just getting to work and leaving them was extremely hard i was used to caring for them i was used to my ex caring for them so i just didn't think anybody else could do the same job that i was doing and i know for other mothers and fathers out there you know that you just believe that you're the only one who can care for your kids in that way you just don't feel like anyone's going to do the same job i did learn through this experience that other people can take care of our kids pretty well and that made me really that made me feel a lot of comfort in knowing that i found people that i could call upon to watch my children lot of people even judged me like parents grandparents other people in my life for like oh you're gonna bring your kid to a daycare of course like we have to like at this day and age we know that most moms are working most dads are working and so unfortunately kids are a lot of the time in daycare so I did get a lot of judgment a lot of heat but there was no other choice and I think when I talk about turning my pain into purpose I talk specifically about the fact that I didn't have a choice like I needed to work, I needed to make money for my kids and my kids needed me as well. So I needed to find a situation that was gonna work for me and my kids so that they could still see me. Being a present mom is super important to me and it was something that I wanted to be around for my kids, I wanna see them grow up. So knowing that I could work and have them in care, but also be home at a decent time where I could still read them stories, still tuck them into bed and still be around them was really, really, really important to me. So I had to find that dynamic. But what I also want to bring up and what I want to talk about is the fact that when I was having this routine of going to work, crying, getting to work, and then pulling myself together and getting my shit together and starting my shift and being present for the kids that I was working with, severely dysregulated children that I was seeing at work, having so many mental health issues. I was just throwing my whole self into taking care of them, taking care of my kids, and not so much taking care of myself at that time, but trying to work that into the whole healing process from being separated. So the other part about it was that my ex and I, we had actually met and were functioning our relationship through the place that we worked. So him and I both worked together. So I was showing up to this workplace where everybody around me knew that I was separated and knew that my partner and I had split up Um, had known that he had these two kids. They knew everything about my life essentially. And so that was very challenging. I faced a lot of judgment and criticism at work. A lot of people would say things that were out of pocket (laughs) to say the least. I had heard comments that people were saying like, oh my God, what did this woman do that this man left her? Oh my God, she must be the worst person. She must be this, she must be that. And you know, all the things that were said about me after the separation to be harmful didn't really get to me at first but I can also tell you I was already thinking those things myself like why did this happen to me why um, didn't I get to have the family that I wanted as I mentioned before I was really fixated for a long time and having a strong family having a partner having a kids and, gr- and raising kids with a partner and you know I never saw myself or I never thought I would become a single mom and so when it happened to me at first I was just like why 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 is this happening what can I do to like change this or fix this and really there was nothing I could do at that time so it was just a matter of sorting out my life and creating a new story for myself and so when I talk about having no choice there was no choice there was no option I had to pick myself up I had to work, I had to be there for my kids and there wasn't going to be another alternative. There wasn't going to be me leaving my kids or me ever abandoning them. It was going to be me showing up for them in the best way that I knew how to at that time. So a lot of my days looked like picking my kids up from daycare, going home, doing some kind of activity with them, making dinner, getting them ready for bed and then To be honest, for months, it was just going to bed right away. Like, I would go to bed almost immediately after they fell asleep just so that I didn't have to, like, deal with all the pain that I was experiencing. I think people have a really hard time talking about pain and they have a really hard time accepting that pain is a part of life. And we often experience our pain in silence and in quiet and in private because we don't want other people to know what what our challenges are or what we're struggling with. And for me, that was completely accurate i would maybe on the outside go to work and act like i was fine and act like i was managing everything well and then go home be as present as i could with my kids be as positive as loving as caring as i could be with my kids and then put them to sleep and then go to bed because i was done like i couldn't even handle looking at myself in the mirror or i couldn't even handle trying to process the pain that i was going through and so bringing this to the podcast, it's like, I just, I want to normalize this experience. And obviously for many years in our society, people get divorced, people separate. This is a reality. And for me, it was a reality that I was a super ashamed of. I had felt that I had failed as a mom. I had failed as a partner. I'd failed as a parent because I wasn't making my relationship work. I wasn't able to make my relationship work. I wasn't able to fix the problems that we had had. And I wasn't able to fix the household that i thought i was going to create for my kids so learning how to be on my own after not being on my own for a while after living with someone was extremely hard and so there's a part of this story that i really want some people to feel and to listen to because it's like when you can kind of put yourself in this position, you'll understand just like one part of how challenging it was. So, and I'm bringing it here because it's embarrassing as hell, but it's my story and this is part of it. And I probably didn't tell anybody about this when it was happening, but that's okay. So, I had moved into a new condo where I was living with my two kids and like going home, putting my kids to bed, going to sleep, and just trying to get through each day during this time. And one night I woke up in my condo and, um, I go to the fridge to get a glass of water. And all of a sudden I see like a little bug scurry across the counter. And I was like, Oh fuck, what the hell is that? Like, what is this bug? What is this thing? So I learned over the next course, the course of the next couple of weeks that my apartment, my building was infested with cockroaches. And, um, for a lot of people who have experienced this before, you know, it's just awful. It's embarrassing. It's like, oh shit, like what did I do? Is this my fault? And no, of course it wasn't my fault. It was a building thing, but I had to experience it. If anyone knows me well, they know I hate bugs. I hate hate spiders. I hate being around these things. And so... I was now the man of my household where I used to live in a situation where, you know, if I heard a noise, I would say to my partner, can you go check what that noise is? Who's at the door? Like save me, protect me where now I'm the protector of my children. So I'm like, shit, I have to figure out this issue. I have to figure out who I'm going to call to get rid of these pests. I'm going to have to figure out how to fix this thing. And I, I just realized the weight of what it was like of, when we depend on a, on a man, or we depend on somebody in our home to take care of parts of the house or take care of parts of things and then doing it on my own. I was like, I, this is horrible. I hate this. I hate knowing that I have to pick up my work pants and all of a sudden be this person that has to tackle all these cockroach issues. And so that lasted for about three or four months. I can tell you that my experience with this was like, it kept me awake at night for all those nights I slept peacefully. This kept me awake in my, in my situation. I, um, would wake up at like one or two in the morning, I would go into the kitchen, I would see a bunch of them screwing around. I would try to kill them. Then I learned that you're not supposed to try to kill them. So it was this whole experience for months while I was just becoming a single mom, trying to manage the load of like groceries and finances and all these things on my own. And so most days when I would go to work crying, it was just because I couldn't handle all these emotions that I was feeling and all this stress. But cockroaches aside, that issue was able to get sorted. I it got fixed in the time that I was at the condo and luckily enough, I was able to move into a place that I was then able to make the home for myself that I really really wanted with my kids. So, if you're somebody who's just become a single mom, a single parent, a single dad, this podcast is definitely for you because I'm going to touch upon some of the issues that I felt and I experienced. One of my biggest pieces of advice for people who are just going through the process of becoming a single mom or a single parent, single dad, is get a lawyer sooner rather than later maybe this doesn't mean that you're going to actively pursue legal action against your ex-partner or you're going to pursue um, any kind of legal situation but what my biggest advice is that you are not in the emotional state to make these big decisions on what's going to happen with your kids and so a lawyer is the person that needs to be able to do that for you and I was very scared to get a lawyer I thought that if I got a lawyer it meant that I was going to persecute my ex and that's not what I wanted at all but I was able to get a lawyer to help me make these decisions that my parents couldn't give me information or guidance on that my friends couldn't give me guidance on and getting the lawyer to help me navigate some of these really big decisions on what would happen with my kids was paramount it can be very costly if you ever need resources on how to get legal aid or trying to get low-cost lawyers or you just want advice on getting a really good lawyer reach out to me I would be I would love to share my resources with you because even if you don't pursue any action, getting separation agreements, getting child care arrangement and custody agreements, it ends up being absolutely paramount to your children's safety. You never know what could happen along the road. Maybe things are all cordial in the beginning and everyone's saying they're going to pick up the kids at this time on this day, things like that. But sometimes things don't go the way that you expect. And if you don't have that legal guidance in place, it can be very tricky to try to get it later when things have already happened or you've left your kids with their dad or mom and the mom's not giving the kids back, which I can see is a common situation that happens all the time. So getting a lawyer getting someone to talk to that you can, that can help you process what's going on. So for me, I was dealing with these freaking cockroaches and all this nonsense. And so I was like, this lawyer was like, no, this is what you have to do. You have to do ABC. And this is what she does every single day. So for me, I had no idea what to do. I had no idea how to make those choices. And so then when she was able to help me, guide me through those decisions, I was able to create a plan for how the next couple years might look, how it might look with my kids, with my children's dad, with how I might parent. And for me, I was the kind of mom that, I didn't have animosity towards him. I wanted him to be involved in my kid's life. I wanted him to have as equal presence as I had with them. So I wasn't somebody who was um, fighting him or fighting against him having access to them. I, I gave him full access to the kids. So in that situation, it made me realize that there are a lot of people out there who are working very, very, very hard to make it difficult for the other parent. If you are somebody out there who is just trying to protect your kids in a safe manner from abuse, drugs, things like that, I, I'm i with you, I get that. That's a whole different conversation that we can have on another day. So that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about when you have two parents who are healthy and actively wanting to be involved with the kids and people are just showing up to try to make it more difficult. Your kids need both of you even if it's not in the same home. So kind of being mindful with yourself and... and checking with yourself. Like, am I making it more difficult for my ex or my kid's dad or mom to see my kids? If I am, what can I, what do I need to do to process my emotions so that I can make it better for the kids? Because ultimately at the end of the day, if you became a parent, your number one priority should be the health and safety of your children. If it's not, I mean, that's another conversation. Again, we need to check ourselves. We need to figure out why that's not the priority, but For me, the priority was creating a home that was safe, loving, and creating a home where my kids were safe and they were cared for and they were not at danger or at risk of anything. So number one piece of advice is like start talking to a lawyer, start getting some legal aid in place, just having someone that can guide you along that road. The next thing is for me, I didn't take any time off work at that time because work actually was a distractor for me. So it helped me to not really deal with the problems right away but avoid a lot of the really challenging emotions that I felt and so on one hand that wasn't great it wasn't maybe ideal but I think if I had taken time off for it I don't know what kind of depression spiral I might have gotten myself into so it actually helped me still maintain my purpose so I was a helper I worked in a helping profession and so being able to still do that and be good at it Because I know that I was good at it and I know that I had something to offer the kids that I was working with. Um, It allowed me this like uh, escape from the problems that I was having at home. And so I really appreciate that. One thing I learned and this is kind of advice number two. And um, this one kind of sucks to have to say out loud. But the people that you think are going to be there for you and the people that you have in your life right now. Or the people that you thought you know would lend a hand or be the best source of support for you might not be. I've had to learn along this road of life very difficultly that we are alone and I know a lot of people we hear this all the time is like you're born alone you die alone but what happens along the journey and feeling alone in your life when you're going through challenging things is something that I've really struggled with. I find it really isolating and lonely to have to be going through problems on my own. So the second piece of advice is figure out who's on your team and figure it out pretty quickly because You're going to have a lot of people judging you. You're going to have your family judging you, your friends judging you. You're going to have people that are actually telling you to stay in an unhealthy relationship for the sake of your children. You're going to have people telling you to leave and make it difficult for the ex-partner to try and ruin their life. And these things are not peaceful. They're actually self-seeking and self-serving. And again, it it focuses more on the ego. It's not about what your kids need and, and what's best for your kids. And so find out who you have on your team. And even if it's just one person that you can confide in and one person that will show up for you along that journey find them and I really hope that they stick around because for me I spent a lot of time alone I had thought that maybe certain people in my life would show up for me in a different way but didn't what I learned and what I've accepted is that everybody is going through significant battles that we don't know we know nothing about so I couldn't expect my family and friends to fully be there for me because they had their own kids. They had their own things to worry about. So finding at least one person, if it's not a friend and if it's not a family and it's a professional, like a therapist, that is okay. What we know is that when a relationship ends, it took two people to start the relationship. It takes two people to end it. So there's faults in every area. There's faults in every decision that was made. And so for me instead of like taking on all the guilt and all the blame for maybe why things didn't work, I had to go to therapy. I had to talk to somebody and be like, how do I accept that this is what's happened to me? And how do I move forward in my life? Knowing that it's just going to be me and my kids. When I imagined a life that was so different advice, number three, since I'll just go in order is don't forget to care about yourself and don't forget to find a place in your life where you matter and where you have your needs being met either on your own or in a group or whatever the setting might be. So for me, me the biggest part about the journey that uh, made it a little bit easier was a going to therapy and then finding things that allowed me to feel still feel like my life was meaningful as an individual i'll give you another example of something that really popped up for me when i became a single mom is that those quick runs to the grocery store when you have a partner so parents don't understand what i'm saying so if you've just had dinner with your partner and you've put your kids to sleep and, you know, one of you is like, oh, I just want to run to shoppers. I just want to run to Walmart. And you get, you leave the house and you get that escape. That is super therapeutic. Like for me, if I could run to Walmart at 9 p.m. on a Wednesday and just walk around a little bit after having dealt with my kids all day, knowing that my kids are at home with my partner and they're safe. It was like, oh, I can just walk around here for a little bit, walk around the mall, do whatever I have to do and just debrief with myself, be alone and, and get some sort of sanity or go to the gym, go to yoga class, do something like that. When I became a single mom, all of my coping mechanisms that I felt helped me, I also felt like they were taken away from me. I felt like those moments that I had where I had somebody to lean on and somebody to rely on for everyday things was gone. I couldn't just leave the house at 9 p.m. and leave my kids sleeping. I wouldn't have done something like that. So and I don't recommend anyone doing that. Please don't leave your kids at home alone. It's not safe. (laughs) So but no, I'm I'm just kidding. All jokes aside is that I, I lost some things that I would really like to do that helped me cope. Going to the gym, going for a run. I was the kind of person that I would just leave the house early in the morning, leave my kids sleeping with my partner and go for a little jog around the community. I couldn't do that anymore. So a lot of these coping strategies that I had in place were gone. So I had to find time to like do therapy, find time to go to the gym, find time to do things all while working, having these kids that I had to take care of solely. So funny enough, I would often do my therapy sessions on my lunch break at work in my car. And my therapist at first would laugh a little bit because she was like, are you in your car? Like, are you doing therapy? Luckily, yeah, this was COVID time and everything became virtual. So I was able to do these virtual therapy sessions in my car. But I was just sitting there being like, oh man, why do I have to do this? Why do I, Why is my life like... this right now that this is my reality but you know what my reality became something i became proud of i was like over time after dealing with certain struggles and different challenges through the single mom era when it first became real i was like oh man i've overcome a lot in the last like three months like i've had to deal with a lot of shit on my own and like I'm actually doing it, I'm actually okay. I'm actually like smiling some days. I'm actually having fun with my kids still. I'm actually going out and meeting people and you know starting this new life for myself where I never imagined I had to be in this situation. So finding a way to get your needs met outside of your kids is gonna be paramount. So finding, going for therapy on your lunch break once a week, maybe going for a walk on your lunch break a couple times a week, depending on your schedule, depending on what you're doing. Finding places where you can just feel peace the big part of why I'm starting a podcast is because when I became a single mom and I had so much time at home by myself in the evening, so my kids would go to bed, I would just like listen to podcasts. And I found a lot of podcasts that were related to being a single mom or were related to depression or anxiety. And I felt like, Oh, I actually can relate to this. It makes me feel better. So me hoping that this story of mine can help, you know, shed some light on what it was like to become a single mom and make you feel again less alone. That's my goal here. So I want to talk a little bit about where I started to realize that my journey needed to become more purposeful. And that was primarily because as I started to get my grounding as a single mom, as I started to be able to, you know, pick my kids up every day from daycare, go to work, maintain some level of relationship with friends and family i started to realize that okay there's strength in this and there's strength in learning that you can overcome something that you never even thought you would have had to deal with i know when people overcome something that was challenging they often question how they did it and for me i question that all the time i get asked all the time like i don't know how you're managing or juggling and i don't either but what i'm telling you is that there is strength in just kind of leaning into what's happening in your life right now i said this before and i'll say it again your challenges are not meant to work against you they are meant to teach you something every single time I had a lot to learn about relationships when I left that relationship and I had a lot to learn about myself as you would have learned in episode two I was going through a lot prior to having my kids so then when I had my kids and trying to navigate this new version of myself and navigate parenting and becoming a new mom those things really took a big toll on me and it obviously took a huge toll on my relationship so all of these Advices that I have as a single mom, I actually also recommend people in re- relationships, monogamous relationships, non monogamous relationships, whatever your relationship is, like these are all things you can implement. Um, making sure that you have things that you do on your own that fuel your own joy fuel your own sense of um, mastery in your life those are huge so if you followed me for a little while you know that I've gone through significant career changes over the last little while and so mainly right now my um, priority in my career is real estate and photography I was a nurse for 11 and a half almost 12 years so leaving nursing and navigating new career direction was all part of this process so all of these changes happened while I was also navigating becoming a single mom and learning how to be a mom alone the biggest thing that helped me and allowed me to gain peace with my situation was starting my photography business I had started to learn photography while I was on my first mat leave with my first son uh, back in 2017 and I didn't fully go into my business until 2020 when I had separated because I was like I need something right now that's not nursing not not mental health not my kids not myself I needed something that I could do that would spark this creative life that I have I'm very creative I always did things that were like artistic you know painting drawing things like that so I needed this outlet and I found that in photography I started my business and it actually started going really well people started booking me and I was shocked when I got my first couple clients I was like oh people want to work with me people are interested in, in like what I have to offer and so I'm not the best photographer. Oh my God, I would never even say that for a second. But what I do, I do with purpose and with love and I have such a good time when I meet up with clients and I have room for growth, I have made mistakes. I could tell you about those on another podcast because there's plenty. But what I've learned is that when you do something with love and with intention and when you do it for the right reasons so much growth and so much good can come from it while i was struggling so significantly i would go to a session where i was literally seeing a family a husband a wife and their kids taking photos of them where maybe a lot of people would be like doesn't that trigger you like aren't you upset since you're just going through a separation i was like no it actually brings me so much hope when people would message me being like how are you doing like family shoots how are you doing newborn shoots when you've just gone through the separation i was like you know what? I thought that this would make me sad at first. You know what? I didn't even think it would make me sad. I didn't even know what I would think from it. I actually just wanted to do photography so bad. And I just wanted people to want to work with me so bad that I didn't even think if it would make me sad at all. And so then when people started asking me like, aren't you triggered since you've just been separated? I was like, no, I actually, I only see an hour or two of a couple or a relationship, but you can really see when people love each other and you can really see where there's um, joy and excitement with the kids. And it made me feel optimistic that even though my relationship didn't work, there's hope that maybe in the future someone, there will be somebody else out there for me or when I'm ready, there might be somebody else who might be able to relate to me better or might be able to build a family with me in some way if that's still what I want. When I first got separated, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't even know what I, what is, what I was doing at all. So I took a lot of things day by day, hour by hour. I didn't make a lot of future plans. I didn't make a lot of next month plans because I didn't know what my life could look like in a few weeks. At that point. I was just trying to deal with these cockroaches and move to another place that felt more safe Creating a sanctuary for your kids So I think I'm at like point number four But creating a peaceful and safe sanctuary for your kids where you go home at night And you know that your kids are loved You know that they're happy and you know that they're being nourished by you and you alone So once you kind of can find something I'm not saying go find a creative outlet I'm not saying go start a photography business I'm not saying do anything different with your career But what I am saying is find something in this journey where you know it's just for yourself The photography was just for me and it allowed me an opportunity to do something that I I had never done before. It allowed me to turn my pain into purpose. That's what the photography did for me. It gave me purpose in something really, really challenging. And from it blossomed this new person that I was. I was I was more confident in myself. I was more eager to take risks on myself. And so um, I would say find something that you can do that guides your purpose. Because we all have a purpose on this planet. I don't care what anyone else says. That they might think differently. And that's okay. This is my view alone. But every interaction you have with somebody every connection that you make hasn't hasn't has a meaning has meaning so all those families that i met doing photography all of these relationships i've built has formed this source of community for me where i'm just so grateful for it and i just can't wait to see where it'll continue to go over the next few years but yeah so and then finally like creating that safe place so when i first became a single mom like I was saying before, I didn't feel like I had the safety and the sanctuary in my own home and that was paramount to me. So I thought like the energy that I bring in, whoever comes into this home, it's I have to protect it. I have to protect my kids at all costs. And there were a lot of things I didn't feel like I could do on my own. I didn't think I could travel on my own with my kids. I didn't think I could take an overnight trip with my kids. There were so many things that I felt like I wasn't able to do and I'm going to talk about that in future podcasts because it's a whole thing of its own but learning how to trust yourself again learning how to trust that you are capable of protecting yourself and your children even though sometimes in traditional homes with men and women the woman sometimes does feel like they have to get their protection from their partner which i think is a beautiful thing i i see women and men who are i see like the ease and the comfort that a woman gets from her partner and i think that's just i think it's lovely because it's so nice to be able to put that on somebody else and like And to embrace it in that way and for the man to feel like they're doing something that is protective. But for me, I had to learn that on my own. I had to learn how to protect myself and my kids on my own. I was always someone who was protective over myself and children and working with children. I I mean, I always had that in me, but it really came out when I became a single mom. So finding that safety in your home, that sanctuary, making your home the safest place for your kids, being very cautious of who you bring in, being very cautious of who's around your kids, all those things are incredibly important. You don't always f- figure out right away what people want from you their intentions. But what I do know is there's a hell of a lot of stigma around single moms and what they're willing or not willing to do. And so to debunk some of those is that we're not just here looking for, Oh my God, I, not to go into debunking all the stereotypes today about single moms. Cause that's a whole other episode, but primarily what you need to do for yourself. And it's going to bring you that sense of mastery is make your, make sure that you know that what you're doing in your home is safe and um, making sure that your kids feel safe and loved. So to cover some of the main points that I brought up today, I think what you can see is that during the initial parts of this separation, it was, it was really challenging. I was going to a workplace where I felt like I was being judged every day. I felt like no one was actually reaching out to help me and be like, Hey Sarah, are you good? Like, do you need anything? It was more like, I knew what that person was saying behind my back. I knew what this person was saying behind my back. And so what I realized is that if, you know what, if I don't really have anyone in my life that's showing up for me, I have to show up for myself. And if, That's what I have to do for the the rest of my life. I would rather learn how to do that successfully than rely on other people who are really not there for me. And so that's another thing is just like, is knowing that, so obviously you can, you can imagine that I had to leave that job, which I did. It was too triggering for me to be at a job where I used to work with my ex and things like that. So I found a new job in nursing and I was able to start a fresh start where no one knew me. And it was a way to like just kind of get rid of some of those old perceptions I had of myself or like where people were talking about me. So that was one thing I did was able to start therapy. I was able to do these things, but what I want to remind you of and I want to, what I want to remind people of is like all of these coping mechanisms that we do for ourselves, they're often very costly and expensive. And so for me, investing in therapy or investing in a gym or investing like all these things come with great cost investments. And so most people can't afford these things. And it's like that's the whole problem with our society is the things that are good for us are not easily accessible. A good lawyer not accessible to people who can't afford it, a good gym, a good, you know, good nutrition, good food, all these things like they, they come with costs. So it's like finding a life where you can make your money go the furthest or have your needs met in a way. Like, I mean, I know for sure I resented people who got to like move in with their parents or financially be taken care of by other people or their exes. Like for me, that wasn't the case. I had to live on my own. I had to pay my own bills. I had to deal with all this stuff by myself. So I didn't have parents to move in with. That just wasn't an option for me. And I didn't have anyone that was willing to, you know, support me in that way. So I had to overcome some of these resentments where I was like, man, so it must be, you know, it must be a lot easier if you have parents to live with and you don't have to worry about the finances. But I know that comes with other challenges. But for me, getting over some of those resentments that I had, getting over that, why me? Why is this happening to me? And that victim mentality, realizing that although this thing happened, it doesn't need to be who I am and it doesn't need to be my whole identity or shape what I'm capable of or shape the life that I'm meant to live. To wrap this podcast up, you can probably guess I have way more advice on this topic, but I don't want to overload you with too much today. But what I want to say is if you've just become single, if you have just become a single parent, dad, mom, please give yourself grace. Please give yourself patience, forgiveness. You are not in this alone, even though it feels extremely isolating. Your situation is something other people are experiencing. And the more you actually talk about it, the more connection you'll find in it. It amazes me and it strengthens me, the women that have come forward in my life who have also experienced similar things and that we kind of just like bind together and are like, you know what? We're not here to like bash each other or bash our other people's situations or bash our exes. It's more like how can we build each other up and how can we show up for each other and be there for each other knowing that we've been through some shitty ass shit. So talking about your situation with the people that it feels safe with, um, finding connection and what you've been through and knowing that life is so ever-changing and maybe you're living on this path that you're on right now and you think it's going to be like, like this forever obviously we have to be humble and knowing that our lives can change at any moment and so for me it did it really it was a slap in the face to realize that this life you thought you were going to be living it's it's not the same anymore and that doesn't mean your life is over if i could teach anybody anything it's that you 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 have so much strength inside of you that you don't even know is there until you have no other option but to utilize it and um, being there for my kids and seeing how they're now growing is really comforting and knowing that like you know they are kind kids and they are you know sweet and they're doing the things that like I would hope that they'd be able to do at this age and knowing that, okay, maybe I am doing something right, even though it's on my own. And even though I was judged heavily for becoming a single mom dad's, I'm giving it all to you. Single dads are incredible. Single moms are incredible. You guys are just, this is a community of people that only we can understand what's going on with us. But if you are showing up for your kids and you're making the kids' health a priority, I'm here with you and I see you and keep doing what you're doing. And there's gonna be more to come on advice as single parents. But I think this wraps up this podcast day, and I hope you've learned something or I hope you can share this with somebody that might also be going through this. And thank you so much for listening.